Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Well, happy Thanksgiving uh, to all of our American listeners out there. This is another one of those months we try to scrap together some horror film just to stay interesting and (laughs) as a podcast that uh, relates to Thanksgiving. And uh, there aren't many to choose from, to be completely honest with you. For some reason, Thanksgiving just isn't a holiday people want to center horror movies around. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, I got online and, as usual, I just looked at some lists to see if there was anything new that came out. We're, we're going through the dwindling number of Thanksgiving movies, movies that could even tangentially be called Thanksgiving horror movies. And this is one of them, really. Yeah. Um, the movie that we're doing today is 2014's Christie. And the only reason we'd call it a Thanksgiving horror movie is because it does technically take place during Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't much mention of it, uh, but uh, it's about a girl on a college campus who gets stalked by some crazy killers during Thanksgiving break, of which she is one of the, appears to actually be her and two security guards on this entire college campus for this entire break. So... Uh, yeah, so that that makes this a Thanksgiving movie, and I'm glad. You know, it, it's it's a horror movie that actually was suggested to us by one of our patrons, uh, Gary. Yeah, thank you very much for suggesting it when we called out on our Patreon page uh, for anything we might have missed because that's helped in the past. Uh, we found some interesting holiday movies just by reaching out and and oh, oh yeah, this is this is one we hadn't noticed before, and our patrons have helped us out. So thank you, Gary, for suggesting Christie from 2014. Directed by Oliver Blackburn and uh, written by Anthony Jeswinski. Mm-hmm. Ollie Blackburn has done he, a movie. Donkey Punch. Have you, yeah, ever have seen, you seen that? <laughs> yeah. Have you, you have, huh? Uh-huh. I heard that's pretty terrifying. No, like, it's kind not. Of a, no. <laughs> oh, it's not. No, it's really more of a psychological thriller. I mean, the whole movie is built around the joke of Donkey Punch, you know, like this sex thing that nobody really does at least i don't i hope not (laughs) (laughs) but in the movie a bunch of douchey like frat guys convince their kind of nerdier new frat brother to do this to a girl and it kills her and then hijinks ensue like i mean it's it's a stupid (laughs) movie is it really? I, yeah, I mean, right. it, it wasn't bad. I I watched the whole. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you wouldn't call that a horror movie? That's not anything we're going to really do, uh, huh? No, I don't think so. I I don't know what it's uh, labeled um, on IMDb or anything, but I would say it's more of a psychological thriller. I mean, it's mm. there. There is lots of violence, but other than that, no like other major horror elements. Okay. Anyway, and then the writer, Jaswinski, he wrote The Shallows, which I've also seen, and wasn't bad. As far as shark movies go, it was okay. It wasn't great. It was just one woman, Blake Lively, in some fairly shallow water with a shark stalking her. Like, that was the whole movie. But it kept my interest. She's very beautiful to look at, so that didn't hurt anything either. (laughs) Well, he he wrote a movie called um, Mary... I, again, it seems like a horror mystery thriller kind of movie out in the out in the ocean, and it starred Gary Oldman. So I mean, that's something. And then a movie called Satanic, which I kind of looked up after I was looking up more about him, and I've got a little bit interested in it. Maybe we'll do something like that in the future. That's supposed to be uh, four. I'll read it. Four friends on their way to Coachella <laughs> stop off in L.A. to tour true crime occult sites 
only to encounter a mysterious young runaway who puts them on a terrifying path to ultimate horror. So uh, that doesn't sound like it was written by some random person, does it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Could be interesting, could be terrible. It's interesting, though. uh, You said that movie's called Satanic. Yeah. That that was the original title for this movie. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's, I wonder why. I, I guess, you know, this movie, all right, so I hadn't seen it before, hadn't even heard of it before. Honestly, I thought it was really well made, like really well made. Filming-wise, cinematography-wise, there's some really interesting situations. And so other than that, it's pretty standard, some stalking, killing movie. And I was waiting for a twist, really, to be honest, that, that never came. So... It is very straightforward. This girl, like I just said, trapped in an empty campus over Thanksgiving break and a bunch of guys and one woman. But she's at least. not really trapped. That's what's frustrating. Like yeah, she's, she's alone, leader, really. but yeah. she this this whole movie mostly takes place uh, you know, on this college campus. Just run and keep running. Just like, leave. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, or hide like it's an enormous it's a it's a college campus you should There's be able to hide somewhere there. yes in, that, and somewhere uh, that's unbreakable right like just behind a big steel door somewhere locked that you know in a janitor's closet yeah or right i mean these people are coming after her just have knives <laughs> well right i mean and it, it, you would think that she was wearing a homing device because oh yeah wherever she goes they're right behind her i, I just don't understand that i went to college i live in a college town <laughs> make it around the corner and get out of their line of sight for a second and you can find somewhere to hide it's not yeah i I think you're right about that i mean you're definitely right about that and and it's almost comical at times how quickly they find her like it's got at least twice maybe three times that horror movie convention of she has run so far from them and you think she is absolutely, you know, at least has some time to breathe. And then she turns around and there's somebody standing right behind her, <laughs> which is a little maddening. But it, it, I mean, it makes for an intense movie if you can look past that. But can you? <laughs> no, I mean, I can't. that's the question. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you're, I mean, you're right. right? I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to say nice things about this movie. I'm really trying because it's not bad. It's no, just, it's not. Nothing remarkable, and in that way, you're right. It's it's a bit disappointing. The the actress, the main actress, is Haley Bennett. She's been in a number of things. Um, the there was a remake of The Magnificent Seven uh, in 2016. She was in uh, the movie version of a book, uh, The Girl on the Train, which I I really mm. liked that book. And uh, she's very busy. She's yeah. acting uh, once or twice a year in some increasingly bigger things. It seems like she was in the movie Borderlands. Uh, which is in post-production right now, based on a very popular video game franchise. And I think that's probably going to be very big when it comes out. And she's good. I mean, Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah. She's very sympathetic. You're rooting for her. Emma Watson was the first choice for the lead. That probably would have made the movie more successful. Uh, just yeah. Because of the name recognition. I think they also considered Shailene Woodley, who is... Uh, very successful right now too but the actress uh who does the main role is is fine that's the thing like i have seen this movie before i saw it probably sometime soon after it came out because it's been a long time when uh, gary recommended this and we were talking about it 
I told you, yeah, I've seen it. I don't really remember much about it. It's just a girl getting chased around a college campus by a guy in a mask. And that is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And I had forgotten that it's actually more than one guy in a mask. Mm. You know, there's like a, a whole cult deal, which you could explain in a second. But yeah, I mean, that's that's it. Like, you meet a girl. She seems nice. Everybody leaves for break. She bumps into the wrong person at a gas station, and then she gets chased around. Yeah. For the next hour and 10 minutes. Well, they're even wearing the same mask, so, uh, you know, I can't, <laughs> I no, can't you, fault you, you for... <laughs> yeah, and they're just they're just guys in uh, hoodies, different color hoodies. That's how they're billed on IMDb, like gray hoodie, blue hoodie. It doesn't make any difference because they're all wearing masks that look like they just took aluminum foil and, like, pressed it against their face. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, it's weird... <laughs> Again, I would just I kept waiting for something significant or revealing to happen because there are moments where they zoom in on their eyes, like there's something behind them or there's something something significant, I don't know, emotionally or whatever uh, about these guys. And then there's a moment where she unmasks one of them. And that moment, which happens I think in like a bathroom or something, she finally kills this dude with a bat that she has wrapped up with nails. And uh, whacks him in the back of the head with it, and he falls back. And so he kind of undergoes a slow, silent death. And she un- unveils his face and just looks at it. And I'm, I'm going, is he supposed to be familiar? Is, is he? A- That's what I thought too. <laughs> is this a twist? What's going on? Like I was just full of anxiety. Like why can I not recall this guy's face? And he I even kind of looked like her boyfriend. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, or one of the security guards or something. I'm thinking, was it the guy in the... I mean, there aren't many people to choose from, right? (laughs) And and that was another thing I was thinking of as we were watching this movie. I was, like, taking careful stock of the five other people that she comes in random encounters with, wondering which one of them might end up being the one. But it's exactly the person that turns out to be, you know? Well, there's no... I mean, there... There's no surprise. No, you know who they are. The The beginning of the movie, like, what is it? You, you, in the very beginning, you see what seems like found footage um, film yeah. of these people in hoodies killing a girl in a field. And in the background, very ominously, you keep hearing, Christy. and then there's there's like news reports about missing college students and you see this whole thing like on the dark web and this voiceover is like kill christy follower of christ if you kill christy you kill god christy is pretty pure blessed find them hunt them know their fear show your work like (laughs) Wow, you wrote all that down. <laughs> I did. I wrote it all down. Wow. So it's a whole cult thing. Like, there's this cult of people who wear hoodies and aluminum foil on their face and kill pretty privileged girls. Yeah. I guess not because they're privileged, but for religious reasons, I guess. Well, yeah, but I feel like that's one, <laughs> that's one of the things. Like, they have to be pretty and good or innocent or whatever but they do also target girls with privilege which is ironic because our girl who is not named christy uh her name is justine she's not privileged it just happens that her privileged in, in fact it's suggested that she you know 
I don't remember. She has to do well so she can keep her scholarship or something because her family doesn't have money. But her roommate does come from a family with money, and at the la- she was going to stay with her, but at the last minute, her family called and was like, oh, dad's coming home, so we're all going to meet at Aspen. So the roommate goes off, but she's like, you can borrow my BMW for the weekend. Yeah. And it, it's only because Justine drives that BMW to the gas station to get snacks that she ends up getting targeted. Yeah, exactly. So she she has the appearance of a privileged girl, even though she's not. So. Right. Oh, I guess it's that's part of the tragedy of the story. Right. <laughs> right? Wrongly well, targeted. <laughs> wrongly targeted, but, it, I mean, she wins, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Could you imagine this movie if she hadn't won? Would it have been a better movie? I'm not sure. I don't know, maybe, because basically maybe. this movie is um, The Strangers on a college campus, but The Strangers is a much better movie. I I think part of what makes The Strangers so compelling is that the heroes, the good people, don't win. And when, you know, it's the famous scene when Liv Tyler says, why, why us? Why are you doing this to us? And the girl in the mask just says, because you were home. Uh, like, that's so chilling. It's just, yeah. there is no reason. It's just you were home. That That's what's this movie's kind of like two. Yeah. Um, in fact, the second title of the movie was Random. Hmm. I, I I don't I don't know how they eventually came up with Christy. I don't know if that Satanic aspect. was was yes. the title of the movie too, right? Yeah. yeah. Satanic first, then Random, and then Christy. Apparently, yeah. I don't know. It makes me wonder if maybe the whole cult thing was written in at the last minute. Oh yeah, you're probably right. To but I don't know. Kind of... I, well, I don't know if that's the case. It could be, because it seems like, in a way, they're setting it up to be a franchise or a sequel, because we learn that this isn't just some little local cult. This is something that's organizing online. At the end, uh, you know, there's a a map of the USA, and you see these these little Ks, you know, pop up all uh-huh. over. So I guess, I guess it's a religious cult that somehow thinks that when they're killing white, privileged pretty girls they're doing something against god which they hate uh and they just need to do this and then post their stuff online their videos in their little group like their own little reddit forum in the dark web or whatever but it just seems mean like yeah why why these girls especially since kind of the leader of the little faction of this cult that we follow um is a a woman, uh, you yeah. know, a, a girl probably approximately the same age as Justine. I, I don't recall if you actually see or hear her name in the movie, but she's billed as Violet. She's played by Ashley Green, who is also a very successful young actress. Justine um, is at the gas station just getting snacks for her and the very friendly security guard in her dorm. Yeah. And uh, this rando girl in a hoodie and sunglasses it's just being weird, first of all. She's, like, throwing... She's, like, picking up magazines and just tossing them on the floor. I guess Justine drops something, and Violet picks it up for her, and Justine says thanks, and she's like, I like your car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. And then, and then, like, you're pretty. And then yeah. Justine's like, all right, you're weird, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <faster. laughs> and then, but she ends up, so she's checking out at the register, and this girl walks up behind her, and the guy's like, You're a rock star. If you're not going to buy anything, you need to boogie. 
How much are these sunglasses? What does the price tag say? I want a discount. What's we'll your ID? I want a discount. Hey, look, I'll pay. I'll pay. I don't want anything from you. You know, you try to do something nice for someone and this is the shit you get. You don't know what shit is. You don't know what shit is. <laughs> <laughs> and then as she's walking out, I think she's like, bye, Christy, or something like that. So my point is, why? Why are they doing this to these? If it were all men, I mean, based on the last three or four movies we've watched, I'd be like, oh, that tracks. Men are trash, so that right. makes sense. But why... Why is this young girl a part of it? And she looks like she's been through some stuff. Like, yeah, her teeth are not yeah, great. and and, and uh. she's pierced. Not that I have anything against piercings, but she she looks rough. She looks pale. I don't even know how. I mean, she's she's the actress herself is a beautiful woman, but I feel like her li- I feel like her lips are almost like gray or. I don't know. It's almost like there's some drugs or some heavy... Maybe. Smoke, something going on there, yeah. Right. I I, th- I think it's more about class, perhaps. I, I just think perhaps this movie is a little more timely now in, in that regard than it would have been before, where it's just some disaffected, disenfranchised people who are just pissed at the world, yeah. and then they want to unleash themselves on the world and get their revenge somehow and so they found a scapegoat and their scapegoat is god uh, 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 ultimately so that religious makes it feel slightly noble and so you kind of have an excuse you know and so i i I don't know it it was kind of like hints and shades of QAnon and things like that of just people who just get weird crazy ideas in their head because they legitimately are, for whatever reason, down on their luck, disenfranchised, yeah. mad yeah. at the world, mad at the man, and uh, rightly so. That makes sense. They've just tapped into somehow some darkness and uh, bad influence. I think that's kind of what it's getting at here. And so there you go. There's your motivation. <laughs> you know, it's not satisfying, but it's, no, that's but what it is. Yeah, I think you're right. And it, it does make sense. It. I just feel like, I don't know, there's just not enough to it. Because then they just, she gets back to campus and they just chase her around. Like, yeah. another thing that bothered me about the movie is that like, apparently on Thanksgiving break, the entire electrical network is shut off on campus. <laughs> Bullshit. It is not. No. I've lived... 500 yards from a college campus my whole life (laughs) like life goes on that's the other thing too like there's no point in time when there aren't people on campus yeah there's somebody there there's some professors doing work over the weekend there are students who cannot leave right there's not only one student who stays behind and that they give like the master keys to <laughs> like oh <laughs> yes you uh, can get into you're, anything <laughs> you're the That's only hilarious. one gonna be here here's the key to everything on campus <laughs> that'll go well right <laughs> and at least they gave her one security guard in the one building that she's staying in and then there's one other security guard that at apparently around. the only gate yeah that the only gate <laughs> like like it's a prison <laughs> like, 
What? <laughs> jazz prison. <laughs> now that tracks sometimes, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really, the premise is silly. We got to all admit that. And the motivations are kind of, okay, whatever. Let's get behind that if we can at least, you know, have an interesting movie. And uh, that's why I was thinking there's got to be some twist, you know. There's got to be something that makes this a little more than what it seems like to be on the surface. It's really predictable. Once they start menacing her there, um, she's kind of freaked out. And so she calls her boyfriend and he's like, I'm going to come back. And she's like, no, no, I'm sure it's fine. Don't come back. I've got my security guards with me here too. Right. And he's like, okay, I won't. And I'm like, okay, 25 minutes until he shows up. Like, yeah, (laughs) it was just so predictable. 25 minutes till he shows up and gets killed. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But it was also, it was also frustrating because all of these people around her, they just keep, getting picked off in the most stupid Easily. ways like the security guard who's so nice like they obviously have a relationship like they're friends yeah um and he you know he's a big dude and, and competent i mean he's totally on top not of it. stupid he's not dismissing stuff or anything no but he doesn't even get to fight like i guess no. doesn't he just, he just opens the door and walks out and they stab him in the neck or something it's kind of weird right like He's outside. Apparently, he's seen something that disturbs him. Yeah. And we don't really know why. Maybe it was one of those people with a knife, but he tries to run and come back into there while she's trying to get out. And somehow the door's locked, and I don't really understand why, because she just came in through that door. Maybe she locked it, and I forgot about it. But anyway, he can't get in. She can't get out. And he, with his back to whatever freaked him out this whole time, he gets whacked over the head. It's like suddenly all of the competence that we've seen from him before just completely goes out the window. And the other thing, too, is... I kept checking, like, is this a period piece? Why is everybody on landline phones all the time and running for landline phones? Where's her cell phone? Where's this guy's cell phone? He's actually calling people. He's getting on his walkie-talkie. Like, why can't anybody successfully make a call out? The bad guys can. Oh, yeah, the bad guys have no problems with it. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, there are cell phones here. So what's going on here? Like, why? What? <laughs> well, and there there is one time when Justine gets her hands on a cell phone, but it comes after a time that, like, she... She runs to this house. Yeah, she runs to this house, and she's like, Scott, Scott, who the f*** is Scott? Oh, God, I, didn't, I could not figure this out for the life of me. I thought we were going to a flashback or something. I thought the movie was getting weird. It's literally like a house, I guess, on the campus. I mean, it looks like a, a ranch house, <laughs> one-level ranch house. She goes inside, and I guess this is the maintenance guy? I have no idea, but the movie treated it like we should know who that is. Like, oh, yeah, yeah Scott. Thank God Scott's there. Right, right, yeah, Scott, who we <laughs> haven't seen before and have no idea who he is or why he's in a house on the campus. And he has a shotgun and a dog, and there's a, a swing set in his front yard. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he's high, and that's the excuse that we have for why Scott acts super weird when she's there. He believes her immediately. They kind of lock the door, but she's like, go get your cell phone, go get your cell phone. And he disappears... And she's sitting there and waiting for the light to come on outside because there's a, a motion, motion sensor light. light. Yeah. And he comes back with a shotgun and she's like, where's your cell phone? Where's your cell phone? And he just says, oh, the police would never get here in time. What? 
what, number one, no, that doesn't make sense. And number two, why does she just let that go? Right. Why doesn't she just grab Stone Scott and be like, before you do anything, <laughs> call the police. Lead me to your cell phone. I'm going to call the police, and then you can do whatever you want with the shotgun. Like, it's just. Honestly, the movie is a series of really bad decisions, which, well, right. as and, you said earlier, makes it distracting. And instead of just, you know, call the police, but even then, just wait. Like, yeah. instead, don't go out there. Like, which is exactly what he does. It, everything's misty, super misty and, and foggy. And so you can't, it's like Silent Hill all of a sudden. You uh-huh. can't see two feet in front of your face. And he just walks out into it with his shotgun further and further away from the door. And then his dog gets out and they kill his dog. So mean. How? I hate these people. Yeah. What, did the dog come up to two? I mean, that was a big, mean dog. What is it, a Rottweiler or yeah, something? It I mean, like it. It, it. I mean, that dog... Nobody can just, if that dog comes at you, you're not going to just, like, snap its neck, you know? It, no. It, there's no way. But in the fog, apparently this dog runs at this guy. You don't hear a struggle. All you hear is, yeah, For a long time, like, it sounds like they're torturing the poor animal. Yeah. I hate that. They're way too competent, you know. <laughs> they <be>. are. <laughs> it's dumb. Rand- they're, and they're just, they're just, like, college-age guys. Like, there's nothing special about them. And I think... I feel like that is what that whole reveal scene was supposed to be. Like, oh my God, these guys aren't special. You know, they're just, this is just a random, once I figured out I, I couldn't recognize the guy's face, she just sits there, I think, and kind of remarks in her head at how random this really is. And he's not even much older than she is, if at all, and just looks like a normal dude you'd see down the street, you know, clean cut. But with that being the message, like, God, they really are, they really seem supernatural, <laughs> you know, in their ability to find her wherever she is. Wherever she goes. Show up matter. silently, you know, right. where even that though, is. Right, even though the fog is so dense that you can't see more than five feet in front of you, yet they can track her wherever she goes. Yeah. I mean, in, like in the these movie, huge places. The, right. The movie got bad reviews based on the writing, but they did say that, you know, she did get a lot of praise from the lead actress, got a lot of praise for her performance. And I agree with that. It's not, yeah. it's not an incompetently made movie. Oh, God, no. It's just stupid. Every, it's just a series of stupid events. Like, then she runs to the library. Okay, why not? Because um, she's got a key. But that's what I was going to say. She she does get what's-his-butt's, uh, Scott's cell phone, and she calls 911. But apparently, the cult has hacked his cell phone? Oh, Or did you she know get what? one of the bad guy's cell phones? I think she tried to call 911. And either got interrupted or it didn't work or something like that. And then she received a call on the cell phone. Yeah. And that person said, did you just call 911? And she's like, yeah. And then the person's, you know, basically tricks her into revealing her location, which you you would hardly think they would need it. I mean, they seem to be able to find her no matter what. But uh, she's like, oh, I'm running to the library. I'm going to lock myself in the library. And the woman on the line is like, okay, well, stay there. And then a couple minutes later... Or seconds later, the woman on the line says, <laughs> don't you know that the maintenance man's phone number is posted all over campus, Christy? That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
So instead uh, of leaving the library, she stays in there. She stays <laughs> right. She stays in there until they show up and like spook around. Like that's the other thing. Like it, it's just the same thing over and over again. She gets to a new location and kind of hides, and then they slowly creep around looking for it. It just happens over and over again. And again, here at the library, instead of running out the back door, she runs to the roof where they find her. So she jumps off <laughs> and then gets up and runs away. That is not how real life works. No. You do not really jump not. off the roof of an at least it's it was at least two stories. Oh, it was three. It was three at the oh least. Yeah. Uh-huh. But 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 she went through a tree. So Which somehow she's isn't fine. worse. <laughs> she's fine. Right. <laughs> she limps for like three seconds as she's running away and then that's it yeah now i will say as you said earlier like the plot is stupid it is so full of holes it is so unbelievable and it's baffling to the point of distraction that being said as you keep saying and i keep saying the movie is well made i would go so far as to say that it is pretty top-notch for any movie let alone a horror movie that uh, you know when we do have our sequences of the guy's there inexplicably and looking for her. I think there's genuine tension there. And I think the cinematography is really inventive. One of the, I'll, I'll call out two things that I thought were kind of fun. Number one is we do get that typical montage. So she's by herself, right? So we get kind of a, a quick montage of all the things she's doing to entertain herself while we're there. I, I really thought for a moment we were going to get a Tom Cruise risky business, uh, <laughs> you know, dancing in her underwear moment. Yeah. It almost happened, but, but, you know, it's these quick cuts of her swimming, her jogging. She's found a lot to do, actually. Right. And I thought that that was uh, stylish. Yeah, I liked it. And it kept bringing up the swimming bit. And I, I it was so much so that I thought, okay, like, the purpose this is serving is it's it's establishing that she's fit. She can uh-huh. run. She's good at swimming. All of these things are going to come to play, right? But yeah. She's probably going to have some swimming bit in this or use that to her advantage. And that's the other scene that I did like. She runs to uh, the pool, which is a place she's intimately familiar with and has spent a lot of time. Not before her boyfriend gets killed, which is another oh, frustrating yeah. part because he just, he literally drives in, mistakes just, or excuse me, mistakes uh, Violet for Justine, so goes chasing after Violet, and then Justine's chasing after her, and she's like, no, wait. And then a guy just pops up and kills him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's really unsatisfying. That They could have left that out. Like, It's just an extra kill. There's nothing compelling about it at all. There's no tension. Uh, it's just, uh, hey, I'm here. Stab me. Yeah, I mean, it's, a po- it's like the whole Shining thing, right? It's supposed to establish that, oh, here her knight in Shining armor is never coming, right? But it's so unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you want to feel bad for her, but just the movie seems so silly at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, she ends up in, in the uh, pool. And I don't think this makes a lot of sense because there are a thousand places you could hide. It seems like a swimming pool is maybe the worst. Because mm-hmm. then also you're going to be wet. Which means that if you have to run away again, you're going to leave a trail, which she does. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But but she gets in the she's the guy she's in the the office of the pool and she's hiding under a desk and somehow she manages to get out of there while the guy's searching in there. 
And she out, ends up outside the pool, and instead of hiding in the bleachers uh, or leaving, lockers or, leave, right, or leaving, right. <laughs> she decides to go to the most open space in the entire building, <laughs> into the, one of the most vulnerable places, and lower herself into the swimming pool by the edge of it. And this guy's at the far end, and he's swinging his flashlight around. And as soon as he swings his flashlight toward her, she ducks down and holds her breath. This was well shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was tense because I was waiting for a hand to come down and grab her or for her to pop up. And as soon as she popped up, he'd be right there. Right. Which kudos to the movie for not being quite that stupid. I guess. But the alternative is that nothing happens. Like, yeah. <laughs> which it, it just works. And and it's not to say that I don't. Again, I agree with you. There are so many other places to go besides in the pool. But I do almost feel like it's believable that he wouldn't find her there. You know, she's pressed yeah. up against the wall on the same side that he's on. So even if he were to swing his flashlight. He's not going to see her. No, I don't think he would see her. And he would also be like, well, why the hell would she be in the pool? So I don't think right. he'd do much but give a quick glance at the pool and just look to see if the water's disturbed, you know. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that bit's believable. So if we're going to say the filmmaker made this choice and they got to film this scene, uh, it's filmed really, really well. Really tense, great underwater photography. This actress in one take is holding her breath for quite a while and coming back up, and that guy went by. Then <laughs> it cuts away and then cuts back, and now she is outside of the pool laying down in the bleachers, and she has pulled a, a, a hose from somewhere? And turned it on, so there's now disturbance in the pool, uh-huh. which now this guy comes around and does a double take. So now she's trying to lure him there. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. It didn't didn't make sense. And I know, you know, it's a, there's it's obvious they just had to cut back to this because to actually show this happen would have defied all logic. She also has goggles on. Yeah, I didn't. So under- I guess she went to her locker and got her goggles. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. What? This is so weird, right? <laughs> I know, and I don't even remember what happens. Does she just hit him over the head or something? Yeah, she just comes up behind him, whacks him on the head. He falls in the pool, and she jumps in after him, and, and she wrestles the uh, bat out of his hand, kind That's of, or right. pulls it around his neck and sort of snaps his neck underwater. And yeah. again, if you overlook, which is impossible to do, if you overlook the logical problems with all of this... It looks great. Yeah. It looks great. <laughs> It really does. That's the only thing I can say about this movie is it looks great and she was a decent enough actress. So uh, confession time. Um, So we usually record on Sundays, which means that I have Saturday to watch the movie. Well, this week uh, we're recording on Saturday. So I started watching this movie at work on my phone (laughs) and I watched the first probably half of it, the first 45 minutes. My point is, set yourself up for success for this movie because it's very dark. Like, it, it, it all takes place in the dark. As I said, like, the electricity is out all over campus, apparently. Yeah. Except for, like, these emergency lights or whatever. Trying to watch it on my phone, I was really just staring at a reflection of myself for the first 45 (laughs) minutes but then i finished it this morning in a not like brightly lit setting and it looked fine so just don't watch it on your phone in a brightly lit room because you won't be able to see anything that's going on (laughs) (laughs) but she killed that guy she killed that guy and she uh we forgot she already had killed another one too she ran one of them down with her boyfriend's car that's right which great like or 
you could have driven his car away (laughs) 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 instead of smashing it into a wall. But I guess that would have made for a shorter movie. I don't know. So she killed that guy. Then she killed the guy in the pool. Then she makes a a knife or no, excuse me, a nail bat. Yeah. (laughs) She takes the guy's bat and makes it. And it's so funny. I I was like, I bet that has a name. I bet that kind of weapon has a name because I've seen him used a bunch of times. So I Googled um, nail bat. (laughs) I, I, I Googled bat with nails in it and. I, the question that popped up was, what is a bat with nails in it called? Nail bat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the yes, name that's it. of it. It's hey, straight bat. to the point. Just like the weapon itself gets yeah. to the point. So she makes a nail bat. <laughs> <laughs> I just am going to try to casually work that into conversations for the rest <laughs> of this bat. week. <laughs> hey, do you, you know my, what the... Have you seen my nail bat? <laughs> here's an interesting trivia thing for you. You know that bat with nails in it that's a really nasty weapon? What do you think that's called? Nail bat. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, dude. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> what is it? Oh, I wonder what it's what it, what they call it when it's wrapped with um, barbed wire. Barbed wire bat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, this dude. this is a good movie. I'm telling you, <laughs> so much to say. Hurry, hurry, <laughs> we're gonna run out of time. <laughs> she goes to the bath. I, I think it's in the same bill. I don't know. She's in the bathroom or the locker room or something, and some dude is, again is tracking her. And again, it is a very tense sort of scene where she's gotten clever. She's put her cell phone. I don't know what she's done. Has she like recorded herself crying or upset (laughs) on a cell phone um, that looks like a Nokia from, you know, the early (laughs) 90s? I'm not sure. But anyway, she's done this. We haven't seen her do it, but uh, we just see this guy slowly walking through and banging open all the stalls until he's sure he's at the one she's in. And it turns out that she is... I guess, recorded herself crying on this phone and hung it from the shower. And as soon as he sees that, she runs up behind him and whacks him with the nail bat in the back of the head, which, of course, would kill anybody, and it does. And that's when we get this slow scene of him dying and her unmasking him and sitting across from him and just staring at him as he dies. Mm. (sighs) And that's it. I mean... And that's it. God. I, I have to be honest. Like, I... I thought at first there was just one or two people. And then as more people started getting killed, but then there were more people stalking her anyway, I was like, how many people are there in this group? I, I don't know. It's just the three really? boys. Yeah, it was just the three boys. So at this point, they're all dead. But she grabs the one that she most recently killed. She grabs his phone, and it gets a text from the girl, from Violet, that said, did you kill Christy? And she responds, yes. And then Violet's like, okay, meet me at the car and post it, post it online. And so Christy goes to the website that Violet said to post it on and she sees. So now she learns that it's not just her. This is a whole group of people and they do this and they post pictures and videos um, on the dark web. So she knows what's going on now. So she decides (laughs) to mix a bunch of pool chemicals (laughs) together and apparently she knows how to mix pool chemicals together to turn them into some sort of (laughs) like explosive i don't know she gets she starts macgyvering basically and i was 
I was shaking my head at this point. Now, to be fair, it is very briefly established in a literally three-second scene, which is part of a montage in the beginning of the film, that her science teacher says something about the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Heisenberg was all about unforeseen outcome. Light bending, sodium nitrate exploding with water. Boom. That sounds like an unexpected outcome to me, yes? So I guess she was a really good student, and so she (laughs) knows her chemistry really well and is able to randomly find all the chemicals that are going to put together the exact same thing that he demoed for them in the class so that she can do this. I mean, I was just shaking my head. I'm like, oh, please don't make her... Oh, she's going to MacGyver now? Well, and, I mean, again, just leave. (laughs) Like... Call the police. Yeah. Like, come on. There's one person now. There's one person like upload the link or something to somewhere. Like you have a phone now. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she has to track Violet down. So she tracks her down. Well, Violet did kill her boyfriend. That's true. You know, I mean, to be fair, people are going to listen to this podcast, Craig, and they're going to say a couple things. They're going to say, first of all, I've heard you defend these kinds of actions on podcasts before because this is the typical final girl material where not only does she want to get out of the situation, but now she's so pissed and her boyfriend's dead and everything like that that she wants revenge. So that kind of tracks for a slasher film final girl situation and the other thing they're gonna say is hey look guys didn't you just say that randomness uh is the most terrifying because the killer who doesn't have a motive is scarier than the killer who has this deep dark background and this past and this strong reason for doing what they're doing so it's not that serious Just anticipating. Uh, there's, a, there's at least a dozen people out there who probably think this is the best movie they've ever seen and really, really loved it, and they're going to come out with those criticisms for our criticism. Well, that, and that's fair. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. To each their own. It's just... I, yeah. I just didn't care. Like Again, the performances are fine. There, there, there's no bad acting. It, you know, it's it's all good. Uh, it's, it's really the story that I have problems with. I mean, even... It, it's executed perfectly fine perfectly yeah. well it's just a stupid story that's all and yeah. l- l- <laughs> blame the writer i right and a lot of the movies we watch are stupid and it certainly doesn't deter me from watching them i i'm, I'm not i'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings if this is your favorite <laughs> movie that's okay i don't think less of you <laughs> I, I like a lot of other movies we can't wait to introduce you to if this is your favorite movie i like some really bad movies some yeah. of the, some of my favorite movies are bad, so uh-huh. it's cool. I get it. Yeah. So uh, so she finds Violet. She throws the chemicals on her. I don't know. Violet says something sassy. I don't know. But she <laughs> yeah, like, like throws some water on her and yippee mother. <laughs> <laughs> she throws some water on her and she bursts into flames and she thrashes around for a while and then she lays down and dies. Yep. The end. <laughs> we get the little montage that shows that, you know, there are these cells all over the country. And, yeah. And, uh, and so it's just the, the bodies. beginning. We, they, yeah. give us, they give us very beautiful and artfully framed shots of all the bodies. And then we see all the posts on the Christie page. But then there's also news footage about it. Like, apparently, Justine has her testimony you know has exposed it and they're starting to catch some of these folks and then uh, there's like justine's voiceover justine is dead 
My name is Christy. <laughs> like what <laughs> so i think that she's gonna be like a vigilante yeah. now because did you watch the po- did you watch the post credit scene was there a post credit scene no i didn't yeah see i well the I only thought reason, there might be but yeah I, I had read that there was so i watched it you see one of the those guys in the aluminum foil masks like stalking um another christy but then somebody you just it's just a flash cut you see somebody's coming up behind him now i don't mm. know if that's supposed to be justine her. i assume it is supposed to be her or probably maybe there are other vigilantes too i don't know but uh then that's it i thought they were setting it up for a sequel or a potential franchise yeah but i don't think the movie got good enough reviews for any dreams of that to move forward? No, I just, yeah. God, I, like, I don't even want to, it's not like I actively dislike it. It's fine. We have seen so many worse movies. Oh, yeah. Just in terms of plotting, it's predictable. Um, it's really not very exciting. Yeah. It, I mean, it defies logic at every turn. Well, that's where it kind of breaks down, right? Like, you know, a lot of horror movies are not logical, but we kind of go with it. But I, I guess there's a line somewhere, and I'm not quite sure where. Maybe if it's just way too much of it. <laughs> or or a movie like this, which is really trying hard to portray a realistic situation. Right. Right? Like a home invasion movie, a girl on a campus being stalked by normal people. If there's no, like, supernatural element to it or anything like that, then we kind of, I guess, we just demand a little more realism or else it just takes us out of the movie and we're just too distracted by how dumb everything is. And I think there's a kind of satisfaction. Gosh, now, I don't know. I'm just looking for things to talk about maybe. But I think there's a kind of satisfaction in watching a home invasion movie. Part and parcel of it is like, what would I do in that situation? You know, almost like it's training in a way. You know, like, if I'm faced with this, like, oh, that's a good way of turning the tables on them. So, you know, we don't think about that when it's like a Jason or a Freddy chasing after somebody. We're just in for the ride because we know they're going to get it anyway. And so, like, yeah, there's something maybe a little satisfying about watching a movie that's more realistic and trying to figure out what we would do in that, put ourselves in their shoes a little bit more. And it's really hard to do that when... The character is just making this the most obviously stupid choices over and over and over again. Well, and that that's satisfaction the satisfaction is I, lost, you know. I think that's getting close to why it bothers me is because she seems like a smart, competent girl. So it doesn't make sense that she keeps making all these stupid decisions. I, I'm sitting here trying to figure out why it just doesn't work for me, and I think that that's part of it because there are some movies where you know the tension is high the bad guy is near and you're like no don't go in there don't go in there and then they do go in there and then they get their head chopped off and it's like super exciting and fun and scary i don't know what the difference is i don't know why there are some times when it's i I, and i almost kind of wonder if it's fun and scary if you're kind of more rooting for the bad guy yeah, and and you know what? In in those cases, like bad decisions usually get punished, right? In this case, she never gets punished for her bad decisions. So it's usually the final girl that's a little smarter than everybody else, right? Right. right. And so you know, it's it's the woman who the idiot who goes upstairs or goes into the you know scary room that gets her head chopped off. Mm-hmm. In this case, yeah, it's the final girl who's really stupid and making all these dumb decisions and still manages to make it out just fine. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of 
Maybe that's the heart of it. Yeah, it's just not a very satisfying final girl situation. Happy Thanksgiving! (laughs) Aren't we thankful that we are smarter than this girl? (laughs) Are we, though? Really? I don't know. (laughs) Probably not. I know I'd be the first person off in a horror situation. I know. Yeah, you would be. I'd I'd run out of breath running, and I'd just kind of have to fall down and be like, all right, take me. I'd be I'd be soon after you. Um, so <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I mean, I we do this every year, but sincerely in the spirit of Thanksgiving, thank you to all of you who uh listen every week and especially to those of you who uh reach out and give us some feedback and interact with us a little bit whether it be on Facebook or uh Patreon or wherever. It's hearing from you that I think really keeps us going. Not that I don't enjoy Spending this time with you, Todd. <laughs> oh, really? The truth comes out now. Huh? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I do. I mean, it, this is fun to do, but a lot of the fun is knowing that we're bringing something to other people. Uh, so thank you all for your constant support. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And thank you very much to Gary, who recommended this movie. And I know it's not his favorite movie, because I think his assessment was more or less the same as what we did. So uh, uh, thank you, though, for pointing out this Thanksgiving movie. It's so much better than some of the other ones we could have chosen from. And I would like to very specifically thank our patrons, because they're the people who are, you know, we love all of our listeners, but these folks uh, have the means and the ability to reach out and support us month after month with some money. And I just want to take this moment to read off our current patrons right now. Rosalind, Shannon, Sean, Haley, Anthony, Seth, Tyler the Destroyer, Haley, Leisha, Aquaman, Christian, Jessica, Adrian, Andreas, Gary, Neil, Nova, which is, uh, I know Nova Cascade is, uh, is short for another person, Ryan, and Heather. And, and we've had other patrons in the past. Uh, I'm sorry, I cannot pull them up right now because I, I don't have that list. But, you know, a few people who've, who've just chosen to support us for a little bit, and that's fine, too. We really appreciate you guys as well. Thank you so much for your support this last year. We really appreciate it. It really helps us keep this podcast going. All right. Well, uh, if you enjoyed this one, please share it with a friend. If you can find us online, search Two Guys in a Chainsaw. Reach out to us again. Let us know what you thought of this movie. Let us know what other movies we should be doing. We're coming up on Christmas time, and we do try to pack December with holiday movies. And there's a ever-growing list of Christmas horror <laughs> movies. It seems to be a more and more popular subject every year. So yep. we do need your help narrowing down to the good ones, the ones that are worth doing. Please leave us a comment on any one of those places and uh, let us know what Christmas horror movie we should be doing next. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With Two Guys and a Chainsaw. (laughs) 